Hello, Mark here, one of the hosts of Body Counts and Beer. Uh, just wanted to pop in before everything got started with a little programming note. Due to some technological uh, evil wizardry, sorcery of some kind, blood magic, our normally scheduled full episode, Guardians, about the uh, Russian Bearman superhero stuff, will not be releasing today because uh, I think it's broken. So anyways, we're just going to jump ahead here to our next mini-sode here, and we'll get back on track, and hopefully in the future I'll be able to salvage some of that uh, sweet, sweet Bearman recording, but until then, we're just on Goldeneye. Sorry for the inconvenience, if there is any, if there's not, I don't care. It doesn't matter. We love you anyways. Enjoy. This week, on a very special mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer, we're reminiscing about GoldenEye 007. Hello and welcome to a rose-tinted edition of uh, Bonnie Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. I am Jonathan Rooney and I probably don't live up with age. I think you're Jonathan Rooney Taylor. Oh no, no, we we got future divorced. <laughs> we'll be remarried by the time the big episode comes up, though. Got it. Goo! goo. Uh, and I was too busy thinking up my slam dunk goof. <laughs> uh, and this week, uh, in anticipation of next week's full episode, when we discuss GoldenEye the film... We'll be discussing GoldenEye 007, the video game. Yeah. A reminiscence, if you will. A retrospective. Ooh, that's nice. <laughs> that makes me think of like a Ken Burns thing where we're just going to be yeah. slowly panning across photographs of fucking fat neck-bearded nerds <laughs> wiping Cheeto dust off of their napes. Mm, pounding that Mountain Dew. Oh, to dearest, be a kid again. Dearest brother, I will not count the days until this war of James Bonds is over. I can't wait for Perfect Dark to come out, but lo, I have no expansion pack, so it will not work on my crude system. Hopefully, someday, Hexen will come out on the Nintendo system, and I can play my sci-fi-tinged first-person shooters. Yours truly, Some Guy. Dear Some Guy, I've received your letter. I hope you are well. I am not. My Nintendo 64 has died. (gasps) Gameplay has ceased. (gasps) I am forced to revert back to my Nintendo Entertainment System (gasps) where I can only play Contra. And I have forgotten the Konami code. Oh. Yours in perpetuity. <laughs> this dude. This dude. You are a dum dum. It's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, A, B, start, and select at the same time. It gives you 35 extra lives. I hope this information serves you well, as it has served me, lo, those years ago. Yours, in business, some guy. (laughs) Unfortunately, some guy and this dude both died of the rickets. (laughs) Yeah, they did. They got these sweet, sweet rickets. And by that, I mean they happened to be in that Taco Bell in Wrigleyville when it got knocked down. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, uh, missed that Taco Bell. But there's a Taco Bell cantina off the Belmont stop. And they serve hooch, right? (laughs) Why are you so upset, Patrick? The only thing missing from Taco Bell was booze. Now it's like, now it really is Chipotle light. (laughs) Except with less of a chance of getting a disease. Yeah. Weirdly enough, Taco Bell is the more sanitary of the two options. Yeah, also, you're still going to get the diarrhea, but it's not salmonella. You can can count on it. Yeah. It's not going to be a roll of the dice. Right. Also, a pelican's not going to wander in and take (laughs) over the store for a week. So anyways, this week we're going to be talking about GoldenEye 007, the game. Uh, Originally released in 1997 for the Nintendo 64. Two years after the movie. Yeah, that's right. Well, you know, development takes time. The game was originally designed to be a uh, a rail shooter similar to uh, uh, Virtua Cop. Yeah. uh, But was then turned into a first person shooter. It was directed by the second programmer of Killer Instinct. And then... Killer Combo. And then released to the masses uh, to rave reviews. Ultra oh, yeah. combo. Uh, Goldeneye is uh, often on lists of uh, greatest game ever. Uh, it's a uh, fantastic oh, yeah. first-person shooter. Kind of revolutionized the idea of multiple environments and multiple weapons, multiple characters. Well, just the multiplay. idea. Uh, yeah, the idea of playing a first-person shooter on a home console. Because uh, before then, you really needed. And today, this is still pretty true. Like, if you're, like, seriously competitive about first-person shooters, you use a mouse and keyboard. Um, right. But back in the day, like, no one had figured out how to put a first-person shooter on a console. Uh, it also, wasn't really like, until the Nintendo 64, which was the first home console to come with an analog stick, yeah, that it was ever really possible to do, like, a fully 3D first-person shooter. It was the... It wasn't the first one to come with four controllers, was it? Uh, When did the the Dreamcast come out? After the 64. Yeah, Yeah. I think the 64 was the only one by default. You could get, like, adapters that plug in and have four slots. Well, the 64 came with four controller slots. Correct. Just straight in the thing. As opposed to, like, the Super Nintendo and the Genesis, which you could get, like, adapters for. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But this was, like, all of a sudden you could play four-person Mario Kart... Or four-person golden eyes, right? You know, yeah. splitting that screen into four quadrants, and the big, thing and then is, getting confused as to which quadrant you were. Correct. Yeah, right. Yeah, but the big thing for it, going for it, was that it was essentially all on the same system, so it functioned like a LAN party, as yes. opposed to all of the possible console games, which the internet just could not support then. Right. Yeah, like, there really was no internet. Again, the Dreamcast was <clears throat> the first one to launch with a built-in modem, right? And even that was. A modem. Right. So it would go right. through your phone line. Right. And it had to go... Yeah, what was that, like a 33.6 yep. at best in those days? It wasn't even quite to 56K? But the Dreamcast did come with Windows CE, console edition, which was the first foray of Microsoft into the uh, video game home console business. Oh, which nice. would eventually lead to things like Halo and, and the Xbox, Xbox, itself. Xbox yeah. and stuff. Uh, so GoldenEye, 007 the game, uh, let's let's kind of get back to it. Uh, let's kind of like go through our, our personal memories of it. John, anything that really sticks out, uh, your, your personal history with GoldenEye 007 the game? Yeah, I never owned it until I was an adult kind of going back and rebuying games of my youth uh, like everybody does when they get disposable income. Mm-hmm. Sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is, that, like, that's why midlife crises exist because now you can afford to be as stupid with your money as you want to be. Probably. True. True. Um, 
But yeah, and so I this was a, a frequent rental, uh, and it's kind of the perfect rental game because all of the levels are pretty bite-sized, but still dense with like bonus objectives you can do. Uh, you get, after the end of every level, a little readout of how you did. Mm-hmm. So like percentages of shots you fired that hit, uh, like how many headshots, how many body shots, limbs, and all that stuff, as well as like the total time it took you to do and the number of objectives you accomplished. So you could... If you beat certain levels under a certain time limit, you would unlock bonus cheats that you could do, like paintball mode and like different kind, like the golden gun that would kill everything in one hit, mm-hmm. uh, like dual rocket launchers, infinite ammo, all that cool stuff. But also, you could just make a game of it yourself of just like, all right, I'm gonna try to just do headshots only, right? And see if I can do that, right? So you could kind of there was enough there that you could chew on that you could just do as the developers intended and have an enormous amount of content before you even get into multiplayer but there's still room for like expression and experimentation of just kind of playing the game the way you want to like i would always play the dam and the facility level trying to shoot the guys before they could raise alarms and be as like stealthy as i could right and that was a lot of fun yeah sure sure patrick any uh personal memories uh of goldeneye 007 anything that really uh, strikes oh, you, man. I, I had it. I think all of my friends had it, and all we did all the time was play the shit out of that game. As I said uh, before, we started this before it was like a warm up to um, <clears throat> WCW versus NWO World Tour because if you start there, like you're gonna get a callus on your thumb or a blister. Oh, absolutely. Uh, but uh, and, and played the shit out of it. All of the the I can't express to you how many times like 13 year old me threw a controller in rage I can't <laughs> express to you the profound joy that I felt when one of my friends threw a controller in rage oh yeah oh no my main N64 controller for my entire youth had thick layers of duct tape oh, keeping yeah. it together yes definitely just rage <laughs> oh, yeah. tossing those things the game was almost Built specifically to anger you. Oh, yeah. 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 And uh, laying proximity mines is one of the most satisfying things that you can do in a game, especially when somebody just walks right the fuck into it and they don't know. Yep. One of my, and I'll I'll end with this, proximity mines, is uh, my favorite thing in that game would be to lay a proximity mine and then... 20 minutes later, after you've died several times, everyone else has, we're just going through the game again, or or just still fighting the fight, and then someone stumbles into it, and no one remembers it's there. (laughs) No one's been to that part of the map in like five minutes. Yeah. Yeah, and then you just get that, your, because it would show you every time you got a kill. Yeah. Like if somebody died, it would tell you, oh, that was great. Uh, Goldeneye for me, uh, I never owned the game uh, for Nintendo 64. I did have a Nintendo 64, but I never owned the game. But my, my, my best friend across the street did. And we spent a lot of time playing Goldeneye 64 with our friends. Uh, you know, the four-way, just like fucking laying waste to each other. Or even just two-way. It was a lot of fun. Um, one of our favorite things to do when we played the game was once you beat it, you could go back and just play whatever level you wanted yeah, at right. any time. Mm-hmm. And there's a there was a level in what it was one of the Russia levels, and you were supposed to find the Robbie Coltrane character, uh, Vladimir Valentin. Valentin, yeah, Statue Park. Yeah, yeah. So you're supposed to find Valentin, like, and he's like hiding in some like little like shed or like, little building. Yeah. And you, we found out early on that you could kill him. Yes. And it didn't really do anything to the game. You just could kill him. Yeah. And that became the thing to do. <laughs> it was just like, we 
to turn the game into let's kill the fat guy. <laughs> and like he could die not just by you shooting him, but like if there were bad guys shooting at you, he could just die in the crossfire. And he walked very slowly after yes. he... Because yeah. you had to like make contact with him so that uh, Alec would spawn in the level so right. you could finish it. So yeah, you could go up get him to spawn and then just like watch this fat dude walk into a whole bunch of crossfire yeah. and die. <laughs> yeah. Also, the level with the tank where you get to commandeer the tank became a fun thing for us. Even though the level itself is terrible because you've got to like drive the tank, pull it into weird alleyways, yeah. use it to block the doors and windows so no one can shoot you, climb over the tank to like slide through the door to save whatever hostage you're at. And then try and get back into the tank without getting killed. But for us, it just turned into, how many people can I run over with this tank? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And It's would... just early GTA. Yeah, it really was. Yeah, the AI would, like, jump out of the way, but you could always just, like, back up. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Get him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it was a, a fantastic game uh, to play, obviously. It was my first foray into first-person shooters. And sure. yeah. honestly, was probably my last foray into first-person shooters until a few years later when Time Splitters came out as a launch title for PS2. Yeah, Time Splitters um, rules. And Time Splitters was great. Uh, and Actually, then, a lot of people who worked on GoldenEye worked on Time Splitters. Oh, cool. Ah, Good to know. You can see that they have a very similar philosophy of just like sandboxy levels where you just have a lot of freedom to do a bunch of different objectives. And that was the other thing I really liked about GoldenEye at the time was, was that sandbox element to the levels. It was one of the first games that you didn't have to beat it in any specific order. A lot of the levels, like, you could kind of just, like, explore for a while. Yeah. yeah. And, like, wander around and find, like, yeah, those special Easter eggs, those special guns, those special, uh, uh, you oh, know, all sorts of little things. Cool stuff, um, yeah. And you can kind of just do it at your own pace, which yeah. was always really cool. Yeah. It's yeah, a solid it was, game. It definitely was. And there was a lot of really interesting AI stuff because there were... Like scientists in the facility level in the beginning, right. who just like, put their hands up when you're right. in a room with the gun, and you could shoot their hands, and they'd like, like, ow, yeah. they'd like, they'd shake it like they got a paper cut, yeah, right, and then like stick like a finger in their mouth or something, yeah. yeah. Uh, obviously, the the game is very influential and it's got a great legacy. It has been, it was remade a few years ago, yes, um, for the Wii with Daniel Craig, yeah, which. Yeah. Doesn't make any sense because he was not in Goldeneye. Correct. He had nothing to do with Goldeneye. Uh, but I bet they could not get the rights to Pierce Brosnan. Right. Well, I mean, because he had sold his rights to the Taylor of Panama video game that was going to be coming out, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not great. Like, I've played it and it's... Is it like the same levels yes. and the same stuff? Yes. Uh, but it's more of a, like a contemporary shooter where it's about like rather than kind of exploring the level, it's about kind of trying to trigger the events that the developer wants you to see. Uh, it's just, I, it's fine. It's just not very good. Yeah, you know. Sure. Uh, and nothing could be as revolutionary as the original GoldenEye. Right. Uh, even going back and playing it now is very archaic. Sure. Well, like, you I have mean, to kind of unlearn how to play a modern first-person shooter to play it because it's kind of like Doom and Wolfenstein where everything is technically on one plane. And, like, yeah, you can aim up and down, but, like, don't. Yeah, yeah there's let no, the auto no aim. reason Let the auto-aim do it for you. Well, I don't even remember having an auto-aim. I remember, yeah, like... Yeah, if you got close enough, you could see the barrel of your gun, like, 
move snapping yeah. on to yeah. you could turn it on and off room. if you wanted to and well, i think if you did like the harder difficulties it automatically turned off oh maybe that's i don't know yeah, yeah. I, I never owned it right yeah so, so your buddy might have just turned it off yeah weirdly enough like i had a nintendo 64 and i think i only had like three games for it. i had like Super Mario, like the Super Mario World or whatever it was called. Super Mario 64. Super Mario 64. Yeah, Mario 64. Um, I had a Madden. I know I had one of the Maddens for it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, uh, you would. Yeah, I, I would. I also had one of the Maddens They're for fucking it. rad yeah, no, games. The <laughs> the uh, and we, then, like, I think I had one of the Donkey Kong Countries. Sure. Uh, there was only one Donkey Kong Country on Nintendo 64. Okay, so that one, though. It was a good game. Because no. you had, like, Diddy and the other Kongs, and you went around and did stuff. Isn't yeah, right? the, the only problem is you had to collect... Uh, it was another Rare game, actually, the same makers of GoldenEye. No. Uh, and the only problem with it is that it was pretty fun. You had to go around as Kong and collect, like, 100 bananas yeah. in each level. The problem was, if you wanted to actually beat the level, you had to go through each of the different Kong family members through the same level. Every, yeah, and every it was like three or four Kongs, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. So it was just really slow going. It was, right. it'd be like a good 30 to 45 minutes before you saw the next actual level that you could get to. So it, just, it took a really long yeah. time to play. That was a game that got streamlined and done better as Banjo Kazooie. Banjo Kazooie actually came first. Really? Yeah. Oh, oh well, makers of Donkey Kong, you suck. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Donkey Kong Country 64 was like one of the later. Well, I think may have been straight up the last rare game on Nintendo 64 before they got bought out by Microsoft. Interesting. Little known, amazing gem. Uh, it's probably very well known, uh, but not doesn't get the credit it deserves. Is Diddy Kong Racing? Oh, that oh, game sure. fucking rules because it's a Mario Kart. But with open world levels. Oh. And it's got planes and boats and everything. Oh, cool. It's fucking great. I was a big fan of uh, uh, two games on the 64. The first one was not that exciting, but was really hard and really fun, and that was Pilot Wings. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what? I, I used to rent Pilot Wings a lot. I oh, yeah. used the jetpack a lot. It was, that a, was really a lot of fun. It was a good time. It was really hard, yes. if I recall correctly. Yeah, it was almost like a. it, was, it had a lot of simulation elements. And, uh, and the other one for 64 was the Star Fox. Star Fox oh, 64 yeah. was a great iteration of Star Fox. Because you could play it start to finish in... It was designed to be played start to finish in one sitting. Yeah. And you could branch off into different... Like, depending on what you did in the level, it right. would get, send you, like, shoot you down different, like, paths. It's like Battlefront, where you could choose the next little planet that you went to. Well, you chose it by, like... How like you if did. like if yeah, you if you, you had to do different stuff right in the like level. if if Slippy was taking a lot of damage and you didn't save him in one level the next level would be rescuing a crashed Slippy right wow. yeah 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 that was a lot of fun this is a good game uh, so real quick Goldeneye 007 for Nintendo sixty four who is your favorite character to play as John Jaws ooh nice any particular reason. Uh, he was real cool, but he was also real easy to hit because he was like twice the size of all the other <laughs> he was characters. Huge, yeah. But see, I we would play either proximity mine only, where height doesn't really matter, or slappers only, where Jaws was still a bad character to use because I had to look down to yeah. hit anything. Yeah. And as we discussed before, aiming not that game strong. No, suit. right, uh, Patrick. Who's your preferred character to play? In GoldenEye 007. Uh, so, in the grand tradition of naming your MMO character like Fluffy Bunny or a 12-year-old girl just to infuriate the people that you kill when they get the killed by a Fluffy Bunny, uh, I preferred Natalia. 
Ah, right on. Irritates the shit out of people when that cyan lady just blows them to pieces. <laughs> yeah, especially, I would imagine, like, a teenage boy playing a first-person oh, yeah. shooter. And, I mean, teenage is pushing it. You're probably, like, 12, 13, 14. Yeah. So, I mean, you're not even... You're just barely transcending Girls Have Cooties. Right. Yeah. Right, right, right. And, and then and, you I got mean, killed by a girl. Right. And she's pretty much a little bit shorter than Bond, a little bit shorter than 006, but yeah. not more or less the same. She's not Abjad. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's not crazy. Who's small. like half the height of everyone else and impossible to hit. Right. And she's light blue as opposed to black. So it's right. like super irritating. Right. Yeah. Uh, Mark, your favorite character to play in Goldeneye. I like to play as good old James Bond. Yeah. Jimmy B. Real, yeah, good old Jimmy B. <laughs> uh, it was just, you know, I, I'm, I've always liked just like the base things. I don't want to yeah. do a lot of work up front. I'm going to sure. do it all after the fact during the game. Sure. Yeah, sure. You know what I mean? Like, that's always more fun for me. It's why I'm not good at, like, Skyrim. Because sure. I was just like, you know what? Just make me a human. Just take human and let's just be <laughs> I don't want to deal with this bullshit. So here you go. Just be a human red guard. See? You're fine. That's what I did at first. Yeah. I was a human red guard. You can do a little bit of everything. And then I yeah. started playing the game and I died. And I started telling people, like, well, what class did you pick? I was like, human red guard. And they're like, oh, you never played red guard. And That's I was like, not true at all. Yeah. I love red guards. Oh, You're see, fine. Everyone told me that I made a huge mistake. I would always be like a Khajiit thief. But that's just, I like stealthing things. Oh, sure. No, I had a Red Guard that did great things, both in Morrowind and in Skyrim, because lifelong love of Bo Jackson. And then the Red Guards <laughs> are super athletic. They're also yep. the African-Americans of Skyrim. And, uh, and and you super athletic, super warrior, all you did was bash and slash, man. What are, now? If I think I, and then adrenaline might, rush is like super strength and moral wind, and then yeah. in, in Skyrim, I think it's like constant stamina yep. or something. No, yeah, it's it's yeah. a little gross that they have an ethnicity of human that is a legit separate like class and race. Yeah, than everyone the else. Red Guards are black. Yeah. Oh. The Bretons, the Nords, the Imperials, all the other humans are yeah. white, and then the Red Guards are black. The I, I'll tell you, I've never been like a big third person like shooter or thing I've always I mean I liked the Call of Duty games just cause they're like the perfect game to put on to just be like I had a bad day I wanna blow up some Nazis yeah that's always fun but other than that I've never been like a big third person guy first person first, first person, person. Yeah. right 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 my big thing in those games my big move and this is, dates back to when I played Goldeneye and went through playing Halo and you know everything is Run in screaming, throw all my grenades immediately, <laughs> and then just spray bullets indiscriminately, oh, hoping I kill somebody. Yeah. Yep. There's no stealth, there's no panache, there's no guile. <laughs> yep. It's like I'm Lee I, Roy Jenkins. Exactly. <laughs> I, I was Leroy Jenkins before Leroy Jenkins was probably born. Oh, God. <laughs> I still wonder to this day if that was like all set up or if that was a real guy that did a real thing. Right. But it's fucking amazing I mean, either way. That, it is. That, I know that guy, the, the player who plays Leroy Jenkins. Ended up going to a couple like BlizzCons and nice. like yeah. and like calling like doing like a few events and stuff Fuck like yeah. that. I think it turned out that it probably was like a like comedy a, like a bit, yeah. but at the same time, it's, it's great. so. I've never, I've never in my life played World of Warcraft. Mm. I don't know anything about it, but that video is the perfect summation of like any kind of it's cooperative game yeah. that yeah. you play with anybody, be it video tabletop or just Anything. like out in the yard with your friends yep. there's always that one asshole <laughs> who's just like 
alright guys, we have to do this. I want you to ready your buffs and get your spells ready. And he was like, nah, fuck that shit. Leave <laughs> my chickens. Yep. This goes. And oh. I was that guy. Nice. <laughs> nice. Uh, so that's going to do it for this mini-sode of Body Counts and Beer. I am Mark Rosenthal. I am Patrick Bromley. Guys, I just got a text. I'm back to Jonathan Rooney Taylor. Hey, out of the doghouse. Nice. Good work, Good buddy. And we'll see you next week when we discuss Goldeneye, the film. A film by Alfred Broccoli. How fucking hilarious is it, by the way, that like a super producer family in Britain is straight up named the Broccolis? They would be, though, right? Yeah. In Britain? Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty great. <laughs> anyway, bye. Yeah, get out of here. Thanks for Ferris Buellering that. (laughs) Body Counts and Beer is Patrick Bromley, Jonathan Rooney Taylor, and Mark Rosenthal. Please subscribe to us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and leave us a rating or review. You can like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, at BodyCountCast, or you can email us at BodyCountsAndBeer at gmail.com.